Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to another episode here on the Promethean Perspective. So today is the still the first week of Advent, but we are on the official fourth day of Advent. So it's the first Wednesday in the first week of Advent, and we are going to be traveling through Isaiah, of course, the Psalms, and then also the Gospel of Matthew. So let's delve into today's readings and do a short little reflection as we continue to just embrace the Lord's love letter and all the beautiful gifts that he desires to bestow upon us therein. So welcome back to the Promethean Perspective Advent Series. We are continuing to journey through the Bible, which as we have mentioned, it is the love letter of our Lord to us. And there's no better way to prepare a place in our hearts and our minds for our Lord um, when the Christmas season comes around, other than delving deeper into the Word of God, a deeper time in prayer, a deeper time in silence. And the Word of God truly does afford that. It It deals us the opportunity to delve deeper into entities that truly are meriting of deeper contemplation and deeper silence because the Lord, as we've talked about in previous episodes, that the Lord truly does whisper and is in that still small voice. And so it is takes a very trained ear to learn how to listen to that still small voice. And but also at the same time appreciating the beauty of the reality of the reality that he whispers because he is close. And so let us draw closer to our Lord throughout this Advent season. So that when Christmas does come, he will have a place in the manger of our hearts um, to rest and to remain. So let us begin all things as we should, through, with, and in the Father as we pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So a readings uh, for the first Wednesday of the first week of Advent. Uh, the first reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 25, verse 6 through 10. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast of rich food and choice wines, juicy, rich food and pure, choice wines. And on this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over all nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces. The reproach of his people he will remove. From the whole earth, the Lord has spoken. And on that day, it will be said, Behold our God, to whom we look to save us. This is the Lord for whom we looked. Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us. For the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. A responsorial psalm, Psalm 23. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures he gives me repose. Beside restful waters he leads me. He refreshes my soul. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. He guides me in right paths for his name's sake. And even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil for he is at my side with your rod and your staff that give me courage. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. I shall live in the house of the Lord for all the days of my life. A Gospel according to the book of Matthew, chapter 15, verses 29 through 39. At that time, Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, went up on the mountain, and sat down there. Great crowds came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the deformed, the mute, and many others. They placed them at his feet, and he cured them. The crowds were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the deformed made whole, the lame walking, 
and the blind able to see. And they glorified the God of Israel. Jesus summoned his disciples and said, My heart is moved with pity for the crowd, for they have been with me now for three days and have had nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry for fear that they may collapse on the way. So the disciples said to him, Where could we ever get enough bread in this deserted place to satisfy such a crowd? And Jesus said to them, How many loaves of you? Seven, they replied, and a few fish. He ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, gave thanks, broke the loaves, and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. They ate, and all were satisfied. They picked up the fragments left over, which was seven baskets full. So, particularly in the Gospel of Matthew here, but also just the culmination of the readings for today and the responsorial psalm, an entity that really stands out in today's reflection is that Jesus summons, particularly his disciples, and he addresses to them that, and he points out the fact that his heart is moved for pity for the crowd because they have been with him for three days and they've had nothing to eat. And so Jesus has his attention to the fact that they have not eaten And he does not want to send them away hungry because he has a concern that they may collapse on the way. So the first thing that this passage reveals could be very easily missed or just overlooked. Because what this passage reveals is that Jesus' deep concern for the crowd of the people is very real. That he not only intends and cares to tend to their soul, but he also cares for their bodies. And he doesn't want them to go away hungry. And so in this particular passage, Christ is revealing the complete and total care and diligence and intentionality that he has for his followers. His attention to detail is so beautiful. And we know how the rest of the gospel um, story in this particular case goes, where Christ multiplies the loaves and the fish and he feeds them all. And this is a beautiful, absolutely stunning miracle on a physical level, But it's just as beautiful and miraculous on the spiritual level. Because, you know, personally speaking, the miracle is that Christ, God, the Almighty, who is omnipotent, omnipresent, like, is deeply concerned about the tiny detail, the small detail of giving the crowd of um, people their next meal. And so this is a beautiful indication a revelation that God is not only concerned for their eternal salvation, but he is concerned also for our daily needs. And this applies to us. It's not just this crowd in this passage of the gospel. No. Jesus says to them, my heart is moved with pity for the crowd. He says this to his disciples, and he doesn't want to send them away hungry. So this is a very personal and human concern that Christ offers and extends and that he can should offer us as a great comfort in knowing that his care is so deep and so inexhaustive like it's 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 so incomprehensible that that he cares so widely and so vastly and so magnificently for everyone but also his care is so deep and so tending and so Christ here reveals his concern that he even realizes the physical need for food for his followers. And this points in turn to his spiritual concern for their souls. He doesn't emphasize too much the care for the body, and he doesn't emphasize overly the care of the spirit. No, he reveals this balance, that he cares all the more for the soul and the body, and he deeply desires to nourish their souls with the food of eternal life because that is far more important. 
So he realizes the spiritual need, but he also realizes the physical need. So today's readings really bring us to this point of reflection. We are, we are able to appreciate that Christ's deep and all-concerning concerning care, all-consuming care, in this gospel passage applies to us as well. Lean into that concern and the diligence of the eyes of God during this Advent season because there is no detail, no challenge, no entity, no, no reality too small in your life that escapes his notice. He sees it all. He knows it all. And although that can be hard to perceive or believe at times, I encourage you to rest in the fact that it is entirely true. That he sees you, your spiritual needs, your physical needs, your spiritual wants, your physical wants, he sees it all. And he looks at you with such love, such tenderness. Why would we not want to prepare a place in our hearts during this Advent season where when Christmas comes, he has a place to remain, to rest, And we can just gaze into the eyes of baby Jesus. So I encourage you just to surrender all to him and and trust that he is there to tend to your every need, even in the little things. So we're going to end with a prayer. And we just ask that our Lord, in his unfathomable kindness, in his tenderness, in his attention to the little things, to the detail, we just thank our Lord with, with such grateful hearts that he is unfailing in his love and that his love is so perfect that it encompasses every detail of our life. Thank you, Lord, for your perfect attentiveness to our needs. Permit us to always trust in your perfect care for me and, and teach us in turn to surrender to your loving providence. Jesus, permit us to trust you all the more with our whole hearts and our whole minds, our entire being, permit us to trust in your goodness and trust in your love. Continue to draw us close to you and the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady as we continue to travel through this Advent season where we may prepare a place in our hearts and our minds uh, for you to be able to rest and to remain when Christmas comes. We ask this through the intercession of the Holy Family. And with that, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Um, We will conclude today's episode uh, on how to just continue to draw close to the Lord during this Advent season and how to prepare a place where he is able to draw even closer to you. God bless you, my dear friends.